Prince Remembered from The Current. Sheila E., thank you so much for coming in. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Awesome to be here with you today. Happy birthday. Thank you. Tomorrow is your birthday. You're in town to play First Avenue for the first time in quite a few years. Yeah. So was the last time you played First Avenue the 777 Mm -hmm. shows where you played... Macy's and then the Target Center, and then I think you guys went on at, what, 2.30 in the morning at First Avenue? I don't remember what time it was. It was all a blur. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that was the last time, and I'm really excited to to play there. It's been a while, and uh, a lot of good memories there. So, yeah, uh, we were flying over the... uh, Coming in last night, and I was just thinking about all kind of things like, man, I'm here celebrating my birthday. It's 61 years, and you know what Minneapolis means to me, and and family. This is home, and you know, just excited to be here. I I, I had that fuzzy, uh, anxious butterfly. I'm gonna cry. I'm not. I'm happy. Let's, you know, it was just like really emotional coming in. Like I'm very very happy to be here today. So Aww. yeah. Something I was thinking about is as you came to Minneapolis and as you started working more with Prince, that was kind of in the era of you transforming from Sheila Escovito into Sheila E., right? Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit more about what was involved in that transformation? It wasn't a lot, basically, um, other than dropping my last name and just saying Sheila E. That was one thing. Uh, And again, trying to see if that was going to work for the people that did know me. Um, he started introducing me as Sheila E. to see what people would think, and people remembered my name easily or or a, a lot better than Escovito because that was not pronounced always uh, correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later on it was confusing because then they would call me Sheena E., or right. Sheila Easton. So it was just like, <laughs> wait, what? I changed it so people could remember. That was one of the transitions. Uh, the other was, uh, for me, knowing that I wanted to always be a solo artist and do my own music, it was more so of how would I play percussion and still maintain the foundation of who I am as an artist. It was a little bit different and challenging and you know, explaining to people, well, I am a percussion player. I sing a little bit, and I love dancing. And that was going to be the transition. That Now, what I did for other people uh, as being part of the band or a group, uh, this would now be me in the forefront. Right. And that was going to be fun. I was watching an interview you did with Larry King, and you estimated that in the span of just three or four years that you and Prince must have recorded hundreds of songs together, which mm-hmm. is just incredible to think about. Mm. I'm wondering if we could hear all of those recordings and kind of sift through them and and reflect on them. What do you think we would learn about the way you influenced Prince's sound and the way he influenced you? Yeah, we were always, you know, trying to... The thing about, I was just saying earlier, is that we, there were no limits to us creating in the studio, like we're in a studio right now, there are no limits. The limits that we have is what we put on ourselves. So in order to create and be different and uh, be inspired as well, is that to try things you've never tried before, well, let's try this mic on the kick drum or the snare, or let's sing a vocal in a kick drum mic. You know, let's change the sound that there are no rules, you know. Every day you come into the studio just creating. It's like, oh, here's another idea. Here's another idea. I have no idea what it sounds like right now, but I'm sure that the the, the my brand is who I am as an artist. There's that stamp is in that music for mm. sure. 
So there's been a lot of different um, things announced recently that people are going to do to celebrate Prince's legacy, whether it's a documentary or whether it's releasing his music. And I'm wondering, just as someone that knows him so well, what was what would be your preferred kind of medium or approach to really telling the future generations about Prince's legacy? Well, I mean, there yeah, there are many documentaries that are <laughs> happening. Um, you know, um, a lot of people want to tell that story. Um, and there's different ways of um, sharing who he is, you know. As long as they get the story straight, you know, um, and tell the truth um, and share um, who he was and will always will be to us, a great musician, my God. I mean, he's an <laughs> incredible songwriter, but the musicianship, you know, for me, us being in the studio all the time and playing is, you know, the things that he would come up with. I mean, just sharing those stories, as long as they tell the truth and, um, you know, share his legacy of music, I think it's great. Yeah. Over the years, I've observed also a lot of people talking about Prince and trying to approach this idea of his legacy. And something that's always bothered me is the way people talk about him a little bit like he's an alien <laughs> or like there's something like um, extraterrestrial about him because he's so talented and because he was a little eccentric. And the stories just irk me a little bit because I do hear these other stories about just what a kind and almost tender human being he was in, in the moments with his friends. So I'm wondering, just to close today, if you could share a story that would tell us something about Prince's humanity. Um. Everyone has a bad day, first of all. And so, yes, he was a great person, and he had bad days as well, like we all do. We're human. So he was different in his own way by um, the way I think he approached um, his music and, and how he wrote. You know, half the time we, I uh, recording with Prince, I would we would just finish— uh, setting up the gear and he's ready to count it off and play. There's no, let's spend two hours on a drum sound. No, we don't do that. Or let's clean it. The, the cowbells are rattling. That, that's what it should sound like, you know. <laughs> and I love that. that. So those things, you know, uh, he did differently. And I, I think that, that that's what made him different, standing out and not being afraid of um, changing his sound, you know, um, trying to experiment with drum machines and making it different and the different sounds on his guitar or the bass or the piano. And um, to me, I mean, I don't even know if this that answers your question. It's just I just think his approach is different in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds like he was just always very in the moment. He was. Yeah. He was, yeah. Sheila E., thank you so much You're for welcome. being here today.